Hey everybody, it is Saturday, November 24th, 2018, and you are listening to the Salvage Title Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Isaac, and I'm here to talk to you about car news, car culture, and car whatever. Uh, this weekend, of course, is the holiday weekend in the United States. We celebrated Thanksgiving uh, just a few short days ago on Thursday. We had our Black Friday, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, massive shopping day. And this weekend is kind of the wind down for a lot of folks. But uh, for me as a retail worker, well, uh, it's pretty busy. So I figured I would record a short episode on the way to work and talk about some car trends that I'm thankful for in 2018. Uh, This year in terms of car news and car culture has been about the dominance and the continued growth of crossovers and SUVs and well I'm sure that I will discuss at least one or two of them. Uh, I wanted to focus in on a few other trends that are uh, at least interesting and well done and exciting that they've continued on. Uh, The first one I want to talk about is Nissan. Uh, Nissan has doubled down on their efforts to maintain a medium-sized car in their lineup, and the new Altima is that vehicle, at least for now. Uh, The new Altima is hitting the streets as we speak. I got to see one last night, and I came away very impressed with the outside styling, the interior design, and overall execution of the car is just what it needs to be. I'm thankful that Nissan didn't try to jack the ride height up or give it a strange body shape that makes it seem more utilitarian than what it is. It is a family sedan, first and foremost, and there, there's, no, there's no wiggle room in that idea for them. Um, you know, it's, it's a very well-done vehicle, and kudos to them for getting out of car in a time where sedans aren't the primary option for many people. Uh, You know, remember that Ford is killing off their entire small and medium-sized car uh, lineup because they're just not selling it anymore. Uh, So Nissan doing this and continuing to innovate is a very awesome thing. Uh, One more cool thing at Nissan is uh, something like the Kicks. And as much as the Kicks wants to pretend to be a small crossover, and I think they would argue that it is, it is by all intents and purposes a very tall hatchback. Um, The ride height is a little bit high. It's not super high, though. Um, But what really I enjoy the most about the Kicks is the fact that it is really a back-to-basics approach on small car design. There's not anything more than you need. There's enough that you might want, and it keeps the weight down. It keeps the fuel efficiency up. It's just clever engineering and a packaging format that kind of seeks to go to the popular end of the market. A lot of reviews out there have been very positive about the car, saying that it's fun to drive, uh, it's affordable, it's economical, and I think they're all correct. Um, Other reviews that I've read out there recently talked about how it's not really the best at anything, but it's good enough at everything that it's a top choice. Um, I don't know if I'd quite go that far in every circumstance. You know, if you're looking for all-wheel drive, uh, they don't offer it on the kicks. Um, If you're not a fan of a CVT transmission, uh, you might not like the one that's in the Nissan, but really in general, for $23,000, I can't really think of a car that I'd rather spend that much money on, uh, considering what you get, how well it drives, and the fuel efficiency that you get out of it is just fantastic. Another trend I'd love to highlight is the continuing electrification of everything. I'm very thankful for the efforts that a lot of brands are doing in this regard, and as much as every new uh, highfalutin electric vehicle is a seventy to $76,000 crossover-ish uh, SUV type thing, you know, think of the Audi e-tron, 
uh, the Mercedes EQC, um, things like that. Uh, there is one standout in this field, and that is, of course, what Kia and Hyundai are doing with the electric Nero and the electric Kona. Both of these vehicles are slated to be somewhere in the $30,000 range to start, and with various uh, gover federal government, state, and local incentives, uh, there's a good chance that you're going to be able to get one of these for not a whole lot of money. Um, these cars are also fairly decently sized. They are normal people car sizes. Uh, they have over 250 miles in range. Uh, they are going to be a car that meets your every need, want, and desire uh, for not a whole lot of cash. And I really have to give it to Kia and Hyundai for sticking to their guns, making a platform that's that flexible, having powertrains that work that well, and in the end, you know, designing a car that is without a doubt a Tesla Model X competitor uh, for half the price. And it's just really cool that we're seeing that kind of march forward in technology and that trickle down happening uh, this quickly in the marketplace. You know, the demand for EVs is growing, at, albeit at a slightly slower pace than what I would like. Um, and that will probably continue uh, as fuel prices remain relatively cheap. Um, but anything can really happen. Um, you know, we're seeing that in the UK and in parts of Europe, uh, EV adoption rates are as high as four to five percent uh, for every car sold. That's, you know, not fantastic, but it is the needle is moving. I think here in the US, it's somewhere around two percent. Uh, so that's really not all that bad. You know, I'd love to see rates as high as 10 percent in the next couple of years, but, you know, as long as gasoline's 250 a gallon or somewhere around there, I don't think a lot of people are going to be motivated to make the swap. Uh, one more call out on the EV front uh, is what Honda is doing on their uh, plug-ins and hybrid vehicles. Uh, the new Honda Insight, I think, is a really strong attempt at making a quote-unquote normal uh, hybrid car uh, appealing to as many people as possible. If you haven't seen a new Insight in person, it looks like a Civic. I mean, there's really no way to really get around it. It does look a little more premium than the Civic does. I think you could definitely make an argument that outside of the SI and the Type R, uh, the Insight is the best looking Civic that you can get. Uh, and for the amount of money that you pay for it, you know, you get fantastic fuel economy um, and you get some really clever Honda engineering efforts uh, that really make it stand out among a lot of its competitors, uh, in particular, the Toyota Prius. Uh, also, Honda has the Clarity model, which is available as a plug-in hybrid, a EV, and, or excuse me, an EV, as well as a hydrogen electric vehicle. Um, the Clarity, I think, got the Kelly Blue Book best pick for a uh, electrified vehicle this year. I don't 100% know if I agree with that on a personal level because I think the car is very expensive for what you get. Um, you know, at around fifty thousand dollars. The greatest investment uh, money-wise but you know if you need a near enough full-size family car uh, and you want to drive as many as 50 miles on EV power straight through on a single charge you know maybe it does tick the right box for you um, but you know both Hondas are very interesting when it comes to design and execution and it really is a top-notch effort on their behalf to do something different this time around. And then uh, last up, we'll talk about some American things and the mo perhaps the most American things, pickup trucks and SUVs. Uh, top of that list has to be the new Ford Ranger. Um, the new Ford Ranger, I think, is a marvelous piece of truck building expertise that's just kind of been distilled down to being 
maybe not perhaps the right truck for every person as the Honda Ridgeline is, but being a more civilized truck for people who live in more suburban areas and cities um, at a price that I think is pretty affordable. Um, for right around thirty-five dollars to $37,000, you're going to be able to get a pretty well-equipped Ranger that will outdo a lot of its competitors when it comes to fuel economy and outright towing and hauling performance. So that's a good thing. Um, you could stick under 30 in some instances but if you really skimp on the options but you know for $35,000 you're getting a pretty nice truck and I really can't complain the design is very car like and I think that's what I like about it as a person who prefers cars uh, sedans you know those kinds of things um, it is a very approachable truck uh, I think it's a great effort I'm really excited to start seeing these on the road I can't wait to drive one so I am very thankful for Ford for making the decision to uh, add this truck to their lineup uh, going into 2019. And then uh, the last thing I'm thankful for, and I will again admit that this is a very shrewd choice on my behalf and one that I hate mentioning, but man, that new Chevy Blazer is a freaking looker. Uh, I am very thankful for Chevy for sticking to their guns on this Camaro design language that they've got. Uh, not everybody likes it. I think it's personally fairly attractive, uh, but translating that style uh, an effort into a crossover is one of those things that I just think hits the nail on the head. Uh, finger on nose here that you can't see. It is, uh, it is perfect for what it needs to be. It is perfect for what I feel like I would want a crossover to be. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing these vehicles uh, on the road in the very near future. Apparently these uh, crossovers are already showing up at some of the local auto shows all around the country. Um, we do have the Los Angeles Auto Show coming up next week, so there's a good chance we'll hear some more in-depth details about the new Blazer uh, at that show. But really, in general, it is just a crossover that seems to kind of stick its finger up at the concept of crossovers having to be these normal boring boxes on four wheels and this thing is just it's downright cool and I think that's what's really interesting about it so yes I am thankful for at least one crossover that's in my life but anyway I am nearly to work and uh, we are nearly out of things to discuss in this very short episode. So if you have anything that you're uh, thankful for in particular when it comes to the automotive field, let me know. You can drop me a line here on Anchor FM at anchor.fm slash YSSMAN and we can integrate it into the next show. You can also hit me up on Twitter at YSSMAN uh, where I talk about cars and many other things on occasion. Uh, so yeah, without uh, all the other things, uh, I'm Brad Eslake, and uh, yeah, you've been listening to the Salvage Title Podcast. Uh, we do make this available for free on a wide variety of platforms, including Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, uh, Apple iTunes Podcasts, so many others. Uh, if you enjoy it, make sure you give it a like. Uh, feel free to subscribe, share it with your friends. Uh, don't forget to, forget to hit the notification bell to be notified when new episodes come out. Uh, I think that's the whole YouTube wrap up there. So, uh, guys, I hope you have a very safe and wonderful rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I know I'm going to be hanging out at work for the next couple hours, and then I'm going to be spending Sunday shopping online because i got to get caught up with what i got to do. So have a great weekend, guys, and we'll see you next week for the Los Angeles Auto Show. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye-bye.